Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk with the Minister of Agriculture about the future of the livestock industry, as well the province has proclaimed March as Agriculture Literacy Month. The Minister also provides more information on a letter to the Pest Management Regulatory Agency to reconsider a decision on a critical pesticide used to control grasshoppers and flea beetles. We also hear from APAS President Ian Boxall on a push for expanded railway interswitching. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the province is taking steps to ensure a healthy cattle industry remains in Saskatchewan. SARM joined forces this week with the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association and stock growers, expressing concern about veterinarian shortages, low profitability, drought and farm support programs. Merritt says steps are being taken to provide help during difficult times. Well, we understand their, you know, their concerns and we've always been trying to address those concerns as well, Jim. On the vet shortage, we've uh, initiated a uh, obviously an enhancement program for for rural vets and incentive program. That way, we're also doing some more work with the uh, entrance of the vets into into the College of Vet Medicine if they're looking at a rural practice. Some opportunities around that as well. So we're trying to address that. I think on the livestock support programs, we've done a pretty good job. If you look over the last few years, especially what we've gone through with the droughts and the drier conditions, you know, through our forage and rainfall insurance. Just the last two years, we paid out just under $100 million. We actually introduced another component that we heard from the industry a lot, was about the heat unit thing, opportunity there, because of the, the intense heat, the moisture loss there. We based that on science. We uh, introduced that as well. That alone, that just that component alone, paid out another $5 million to producers in, in Saskatchewan. And then you look at what we've done with the Farm and Ranch uh, Water Infrastructure Program over the last two years, where we just did it just for the livestock sector alone, where we enhanced it up to $150 million from the base of uh, where it was capped at 50 or 50,000, I should say. And we raised that up to 150,000 for, uh, for just for ranchers only. And on that 100,000, the province paid 70%. So we are doing some things. Is there some things we'd like to do? You bet. 
we've been after the federal government to initiate or to bring in livestock price insurance as a national program. We continue to do that along with our colleagues from Alberta and, uh, and Manitoba as well. And we'd like to see that and we'll continue to push for that. Every time we meet with the federal minister, we talk about it and, and I'm hopeful that she'll reconsider that. So that's kind of where we're at on, on the livestock side. I, I'm hoping we're doing the right thing. I know I've talked to some ranchers in my area. They like the programs. They're there. They're available. And I know in some cases, some very close friends have, have thanked me for the programs that we do have in place for the livestock sector. Now, on another topic, the province has announced that March is Agriculture Literacy Month. What does this mean? What's the point here? Well, obviously, it's the importance of agriculture. Agriculture is the granddaddy industry in this province, Jim, and everybody knows it from the livestock sector to the grains and oilseed sector as well. So it's important. The month of March, from uh, March 1st to March 31st, is Ag Literacy Month, and this year's theme is Agriculture Stewardship. We have a great story to tell here, and we really need everybody to get on board and, and tell the story, right from the primary producer, whether you're a grain grower or a livestock producer or a food processor or you're doing something in the value-added side. It's a great story to tell. I just uh, was on a trade mission and telling about our sustainable agriculture here in the province of Saskatchewan. And I can tell you, companies around the world are starting to pay attention to what we're doing here. So it's important for everybody to understand really what's, what we're doing here, not only what we're doing, how we're doing it in a very sustainable manner. And it's a great story to tell that we want everybody, right? In the, you know, and that goes right back to egg in the classroom how we support that and getting students involved and engaged in it. And for the industry, whether you're a primary producer, or farmer, or rancher, to go to your school and tell your story on just what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. And we're seeing more of that. We're going to continue to build on egg in the classroom as well and further educate it and get it into more classrooms as well. I will be probably sometime in March reaching out to school as I have every year and gone in and read a story on agriculture to a grade four class in, in Regina or surrounding community around it. So I'm looking forward to doing that again, Jim. Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Coming up, he discusses efforts to push a federal agency to reconsider a decision on a critical insecticide used to control grasshoppers and flea beetles. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. The Saskatchewan government is urging a federal agency to reconsider a decision on an important farm insecticide. The Pest Management Regulatory Agency recently changed approved uses for Lambda products, prompting the chemical to be pulled from Western Canada. Agriculture Minister David Merritt is pushing for more study and an extension of use for the pesticide. He says there's no effective alternative control for grasshoppers and flea beetles. This is a product that's used for insect control, especially for grasshoppers and beetles. PMRA has made the decision that it can't be used in any crops that are grown for feed, obviously for animal feed, and that's kind of a concern for us. We thought that the decision should really be science-based. We don't, we don't believe it is. It's just a decision they've made. And when you look at our counterparts in the United States, they've gone through the process. They're still allowing the use of it. And when you look at the amount of feed grain that is imported into Canada from the United States for animal use, especially in uh, Ontario, Quebec, even to some degree in Alberta. And in 2021 in the drought, there was a lot of feed grains imported into, into all parts of Canada from the United States. So we're just saying, you know what, let's put this 
decision on hold for a year or two. Let's really look at the science side of this. We've always made our comments around all decisions should be based on science and not just on a on a decision that somebody thinks it, it should be uh, removed from this sector. So we're hopeful that the federal government and PMRA will reconsider. Obviously, the company that makes it said, well, if it's removed from that, then we're probably not going to supply it. And that's the challenge we have with it, Jim, is making sure that that product is available for the farmers and the ranchers here in the province of Saskatchewan, as similar to our counterparts in the United States as well. Are there any alternatives for control of grasshoppers and flea beetles? Well, I think that's the challenge we have. There isn't a, a, a good alternative that I know of. And I think that's the, the concern we have is if we have another dry year, I mean, the grasshoppers were very, very severe in parts of, in the southern parts of Saskatchewan last year. That's not going to be gone in one year. There's going to be a, 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 an outbreak again this year in parts of Saskatchewan, unless Mother Nature does something to really, uh, you know, impact that. So we're very concerned about it, and it's challenging for us. But we've, you know, the end. This is an industry-led uh, initiative. The, the province of Alberta and Saskatchewan have backed it, and we'll do our part as ministers of agriculture and raise it with our our federal counterpart. We have in a letter, and hopefully they'll reconsider and really base this decision on science. Alberta has also pushed for an extension for Lambda Products. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Oostrous here with realagriculture.com. I am here today at the Alberta Beef Industry Conference in Banff, Alberta, and I have here with me Bjorn Lomberg. T- tell me why you're speaking here. What, what's your uh, talk going to be about? So it's about climate change. Uh, you have to ask the organizers why I'm here. But <laughs> I think what is really interesting is how we don't tackle climate change very well. Uh, so climate change is a problem. It's something that we need to fix. But we're fixing it really badly, partly because we're scared witless. I mean, we're basically telling all kinds of terrible stories to our kids, which scare the kids, but also to adults around the world, telling this is going to be the end of mankind. Now, it means, of course, and this is why we get all these scare stories, it means that people are saying, all right, let's do anything and everything. And what that means is we end up making really expensive policies that will have very little impact, will help very little with climate, but make a lot of people worse off and, of course, make a lot of people really angry. So what I'm going to talk about is how do we fix this conversation? How do we find smarter ways to uh, deal with climate change? And, of course, also give good arguments uh, to the people here at the conference to you know, take out when they are facing these sorts of uh, arguments. So, so what is the solution in your eyes then? So the short version, now I'm just giving away the whole talk. <laughs> uh, but we, we uh, so I, I work with a lot of the world's top economists. Uh, we've worked with more than seven uh, Nobel laureates thinking about how to spend money in the best possible way. What we find is that the very best way to tackle global warming is invest a lot more in research and development into green energy. So fundamentally, if you have expensive green energy, you'll have a few rich people making a little bit of a change in order to look good, but it's not going to have any impact. If you get 
green energy that's cheaper than fossil fuels, everyone will switch. Not just rich, well-meaning Canadians, but also the Chinese, the Indians, the Africans, all the people who really will matter in this in this century uh, uh, in terms of uh, em emissions. It's not about Canada. It's not even about the rich world. It's about all the world's poor who want to get rich. The only way we can both have them become rich and get out of poverty and stop emitting CO2 is through innovation. So how are you helping spread this message? How, how do we get it out there? So I think, first of all, you need to de-scare people. So global warming is a real problem, yes, but it's not the end of the world. So I'm going to show a lot of these statistics that actually tell you very counter to what you think you hear. So you, you all the time hear about this next hurricane. Oh, here's a hurricane. But actually, it's not such that we're seeing more hurricanes in the longest time series that is actually credible, named the, the U.S. landfalling hurricanes. Since 1900, we've seen a slight decline. Also, in strong hurricanes, we've seen a slight decline, not an increase. And if you look at the number, so we, we don't have global coverage nearly as long, but for the last 40 odd years, so from 1980, we have good satellite coverage. And actually, last year was the second lowest, sorry, was the second lowest of all the hurricane activity years that we've had on the global satellite record. You didn't hear that, did you? And 2021 was a really low one as well. It's not increasing. It's actually, if anything, slightly decreasing. But again, I don't think you should put any you know, trust into that. But you should just recognize just because you hear about one thing after another doesn't mean that it's getting worse. It's a little bit like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, uh, in the U.S. at least, uh, people constantly heard about more and more crime. It was because there's a lot of CNN around. Uh, but it doesn't mean that there's more and more crime. It just means that there's so much crime that you can fill any number of TV shows with it. But it doesn't actually show you the real statistics which show that crime was declining. Uh, now, maybe it's going up for the last couple of years. But, you know, fundamentally, it's been declining for, what, 30 years in the U.S. You need to know the numbers. I'm going to show the same thing with, uh, with fire, although you constantly hear, oh, my God, the world is burning more and more. Actually, we have good global data that shows it's burning less and less. And certainly when we have global satellite coverage over the last 25 years, it's declined. It used to burn about 3.2% of the world's surface area every year. Now it burns 2.5%. Again, this does not mean global warming is not a problem, but it means we can stop scaring our kids witless. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlapp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind south 20, gusting to 40 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 2. 30% chance of flurries overnight, the low, minus 5. Friday, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries. Clearing in the afternoon, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high, minus 2 tomorrow. The low, minus 16. Saturday, sunny with a high, minus 8. The low, minus 17. Sunday, partly cloudy. The high, minus 8. The low, minus 20. 
Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 10, the low minus 15. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 9, the low minus 14. Wednesday, partly cloudy, with a high of minus 7. Normal high for this date, minus 4. The normal low is minus 15. The sun rose at 7.41 this morning. It sets at 6.40 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek at plus 3. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay, at minus 17. Estevan is minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 6. Swift Current, minus 3. Weyburn, minus 3. Yorkton, minus 9. In Regina, with cloudy sky, it's minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 11. Humidity is 70%. The barometer falling 100.0. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 2. Winds are from the southwest at 33. Once again, Regina, cloudy in minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan is calling on Transport Canada to expand railway interswitching in May. The request was made in a letter to the Federal Transport Minister expressing support for the National Supply Chain Task Force final report released in October 2021. Ian Boxall is the president of APAS. We saw it from 2015 to 2018 where it was increased to, to 160 kilometers inner switching, which just increases competitiveness to ensure that our products get to port in a timely fashion. And, you know, this is a request that came out of the National Supply Chain Task Force that identified that this could be a tool used to help shippers. And I think it's time that the railroads signed on and, and did it onto their own accord and come up with rates for inner switching that are competitive and that work and that and that let's do what's best for the shippers of this country. In a country where we export most of what we produce and, and in Saskatchewan where we export, you know, we're the largest exporter of grain, we need to ensure that our supply chain gets those products to port as quick as possible. Currently, shippers must be within 30 kilometers of an interchange, and he says that's not good enough. It just doesn't captivate enough of the shippers within the 30 kilometers. You know, if that got increased to 160 it encompasses a lot more of the shippers that would have that ability to uh, to request service from the you know the other railroad that they aren't serviced by. So I just think it it encompasses more shippers and gives them options to ship their product. Boxall is hoping that Ottawa will mandate expanded interswitching as soon as possible. You know I think the government and the CTA would have to regulate it to a certain extent, but you know at the same token. It's time that the railroad stepped up and did what did what's best for shipping in Canada. And this is one, you know, it's not the be-all, end-all, but this is one thing that could in, increase competitiveness and, and could also ensure that our products are getting shipped in a timely manner. So maybe it's time the railroads were looked at this and quit worrying about their own bottom line and worry about what's best for the country. Boxall notes that with Saskatchewan being a landlocked province, we're at the mercy of the rail companies. 
yeah, we're, we have no choice, right? We can't truck our grain to port. We, we need the railroads to do it. We need them to do it in a timely fashion. You know, we're hearing of delays already in contracts from this year, you know, two, three months out that haven't been be able to be delivered because of shipping issues. And it's, and it's just, it's every year. There, there's shipping issues every year, and it's just time that the railroad stepped up and did what's best for Canada and for Canadians. Boxall hopes Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau and Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt take up the cause. Hoping this will start some conversations, and we are in Ottawa next week for the CFA AGM, and maybe we'll have some conversations at our meetings there about this. He thinks expanded interswitching would save farmers money in the long run. Yeah, I think it could, you know, save costs. It could also, you know, there's costs associated when we can't deliver our contracts, you know, like so farmers, you know, sell grain based on when they need the money, and you get delays in that, and it, it jeopardizes the cash flow and stuff of producers, and it's just... It's a win-win for the shippers, and and it's time that our two big railroads that make tremendous amounts of money every year step up and do what's right. Boxall adds it may result in improved railcar performance from the two main railroads. No, I think the performance is down a little bit, and it always happens every year in winter, and it's funny, we get winter every year in, in Canada for the last forever, and yet every year winter's an issue in shipping. So we just are asking for, you know, a few tools that they could implement, the government, the CTA, and even just voluntarily the railroads to do it for the betterment of everybody. Ian Boxall is the president of APAS. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. We have a feature interview with champion barrel racer Amberly Schneider, who's going to be the featured speaker at this year's Everything Equine on the Border event at the Lloydminster X. Schneider grew up loving horses and was big into barrel racing for several years until a rollover in 2010 paralyzed her from the waist down. Despite that, Schneider was determined to get back to doing what she loves, and that was riding horses. And there were more competitions after that life-altering event. Schneider is now a motivational speaker, where she talks about her story and overcoming the challenges that life can sometimes throw at you. If you're a fan of the show Yellowstone, you may have seen her in one of the episodes in Season 3. She speaks with reporter Cheryl Brooks. Netflix made a movie about me, so I, we did that movie. And then, yes, I've been in Yellowstone. I've been in a show called The Cowgirl Song. So, yeah, a couple. How do you find the whole movie TV process? Like, is that something that you enjoy doing, or is it just kind of a, a nice side thing that you do right now? Kind of just whenever the opportunity arises and it makes sense, I would say that's when I probably do it. It's fun, though. I mean, it's, it's definitely a fun avenue to be on. It's very time-consuming. <laughs> definitely not something that's fast. You sit on set all day for one scene. So, yeah, definitely not a, a fast concept, but it's fun. When you come to the different speaking events, like, for example, when you're coming to Everything Equine on the Border, do you mostly focus on the motivational side of things, or do you, do you branch out into other subjects as well? You know, I get to tell my story with horses, so I get to talk about how I've been able to get to where I'm at, you know, through the challenges. I always get to tell about my family and my space and how all of those things have made an impact for me in order to get to where I'm at. That's Amberly Schneider, who's going to be the featured speaker at the Everything Equine on the Border event at the Lloyd Minster X, which is happening April 14th to 16th. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. 
Stock Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading. Canola rose 50 cents at 810.92. Oats fell $14 at 215.32. Number one red spring wheat declined 313 at 397.64. The rest were unchanged. Durham 458.38. Feed barley 367.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 586.98. Lentils, 751.50. Yellow peas, 463.55. And feed wheat, 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is up 8.5 cents at 8.72 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of March the 1st. A huge run for this time of the year, 26.20 in the short, 350 cows and bulls, a total of 29.70 for the day. And wow, what a smoking hot sale from start to finish on the feeder cattle and right to the cows and bulls. Listen up. Exciting day for our producers. Cows and bulls, 7 to 10 higher here. D1, D2 cows, 105 to 115, sales to 124, 125, D3 cows, $92. Cows are averaging 112 from the Foam Lake area, 1,900-pound cows at 128. And from the Melva area, some exotic cows, 1,700-pound cows topped out at 128 and right to 130. Good bulls, 132 to 142, sales to 150 to 155. Bulls are averaging 145.50. From the Calder area, 2,100-pound bulls at 157. And from the Belcaris area, 2,200-pound bulls topped the scales at 163. On to the pre-sort sale. What a sale that was. 425 pound steers, 373. 500 pound tan steers, 342. 575 pound black steers. There was 169 steers in this group topped out at 324. That was a sight to see them go through the ring. 650 pound steers, 312. My favorite pen, 710 pound black steers, 285. 800 pound red black exotic steers, 263. The 850s at 259. And 950 pound steers, 241. On the heifer side, the heifer market is starting to pick up. 425 pound heifers, $3. 500 pounders, 293. 575 pound heifers, 280. 650s, 256. 710 241. 800 pound heifers, 235. 850 pound heifers at 230. The highlight of the morning, there were lots of them. 860 pound tan steers at 259. 500 pound black heifers, 293. Listen up. Top 10 of cows, $2,500. I like this. The average was $2,130. Top 10 of heifers, $2,700. The average was $2,370 on the bred heifers. Good sale last Friday. And if you're in the Belcaris area today, Pheasantdale Cattle Company, 19th annual bull and female sale. Sale starts today at 1 o'clock. The still burns good people over there. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And today's Saskatchewan pork prices, one ninety nine twenty three per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2indlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. 
An Alberta livestock owner is facing charges after allegedly starving cattle and selling their meat without having it inspected. RCMP launched their investigation in November after complaints the Wheatland County resident was slaughtering sick and injured cattle, not disposing of the dead animals properly and selling uninspected meat. Peter Weeb, the owner of Crocus Cooley Livestock, is charged with causing unnecessary suffering to animals, allowing animals to be in distress, unlawful disposal of dead cattle, selling uninspected meat, and other offenses. Wheatland County is east of Calgary and includes the communities of Strathmore, Gleeson, and Rockyford. The Alberta government says federal officials have trespassed on private land and they're putting forward a bill to stop it. Government House Leader Joseph Schau declined to provide details on who is trespassing or why. He cited water testing as a concern, as last summer the Saskatchewan government took action when a landowner complained federal officials were taking water samples from a dugout on private land. Last fall, Saskatchewan amended its trespass rules to include federal officials. On the markets, the TSX is down 8 points at 20,251. The Dow has gained 114 points to 32,775. Oil has risen 59 cents to 78.28 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.50 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.